You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast, hosted by Joe Figueres and Fioralise Franco. Everybody, welcome back. How are you today, Joe? Uh, I'm great. I'm I'm wonderful. How about you? Did you have a good uh, uh, holiday weekend? Yeah, we oh we took the kids to the California Science Center because they have a Maya exhibit. Uh, they have a bunch of artifacts uh, on loan, probably from the Mexican government. So uh, we got to go see all of that. Um, it's it's pretty mild. <laughs> like that is the way I could, I, I would describe it. Um, because it, it was funny cause they had like a lot of, a lot of things are clearly deities, like, right. Like they're, they're little figurines of deities, carved sculptures, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't name them. Like they don't, you know, they don't tell you which one it is. It'll just say like, Oh, it's like the goddess of fertility or whatever. And it's like, well, she has a name <laughs> like yeah in I, a history yeah and so I just thought that part was like why don't you name her like mm-hmm. um but but it was cool it was cool to see um we also bought the tickets for the IMAX thing at the end like it's an IMAX movie so like a dramatized yeah. thing um and as per usual it centers around the white settlers colonizers that came and studied the people which it's like okay I get it like that's that's the only way that we have information written down because there's some fucking friar that burned all the the actual Mayan codice books but I digress there's a point (laughs) there was a part it's it's not hard to digress when it comes to that topic right Uh, yeah no it just it made me mad but there's a part Mm -hmm. where one of these guys was out there, you know, exploring and, and documenting the Mayan pyramids and, and all this. And they show him like riding a horse at one point and then he's being carried at, at another at another point, carried on someone's back, like in this chair contraption. And so mm-hmm. me and Mike just look at each other. And we're like, what the fuck is this? Why? Right. <laughs> you have a whole ass horse. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who made this film? Right. <laughs> we're writing we're writing somebody a strongly worded letter. <laughs> was this as soon necessary? as we get home? Was this necessary or was this historically accurate? Because either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that there is a trend toward um hopefully with decolonization being such a big thing and it's, you know, it's I mean it is it's growing in popularity. Mm-hmm. It's growing it's not really popularity, it's growing in importance is basically what's happening. Yeah. So hopefully things will start trending. Did you see the the post that I put in the community, the esoterics community today where they had like this psychedelic plant summit, right? And then of course, who do they have right in the middle is Deepak. How many fucking times have you heard Deepak talk about plant medicines? Zero times. Zero times. Thank you. And I've said, I'm open to being wrong. I don't follow him a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Deepak's a down-ass dude. He wants you yeah. know, good things for people, but I don't follow him. So I don't know. He might be. But there was like six white people, one, one brown lady, and then Deepak. 
So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, hold on. That doesn't seem like, yeah. Yeah. It's probably I, a Hay House event or something dumb. I don't know anything of of Deepak being connected with plant medicines at all. Mm-mm. No, and, and I've, I've read several of his books. I'm on his mailing list. Like, that's not anything that he talks about or advertises. I've even seen his, you know, six. $16,000 retreats or something. It's something unreal. But, and more power to him. He's obviously built the audience for it, right? Um, but no, it doesn't, it doesn't include any of that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So, so I was a little bit miffed. I'm like, why, why are all of these non indigenous people the, the keynote speakers at the summit on plant medicines, on indigenous practices? It just, it just kind of bugged me. Yeah. So. But, that being said, again, I don't want to digress and get into, you know, bashing, um, you know, but it, hopefully it's gaining in because it's gaining in in importance and, um, you know, interest that that more of the actual, you know, users and facilitators that are indigenous will be brought to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do like yeah. I, I have a teacher that I've studied with and she's actively doing work and she's she's a, a a person of color and she she's out there like actively you know speaking at conferences and and educating people and she's done the hands-on work and then now she's obviously sharing the information she knows and so yeah no there, there's there's people out there I know the um, the ancestor project is one of them they're an organization that is run by people of color and they they do their due diligence to teach people appropriate ways um integration is huge with them they actually have guidelines um like or i they have guides for you if you want to do like a um a, a your own individual journey they have like mm-hmm. these guidebooks that they that they have available for for people that want to engage with plant medicines but don't have access to a teacher um yeah mm-hmm. they thankfully there are organizations out there good good yay good good and then of course we have a retreat yes um <laughs> which you know that's not global or anything but it's pretty freaking cool yeah. you know what i mean like we're doing a yes um you know a plant medicine thing it's coming up here in a couple of weeks that's exciting yeah so for everyone that didn't mm-hmm. uh make it this round stay tuned because we will mm-hmm. have we all have more coming in the mm-hmm. future more coming up more coming up in pretty parts of the world yeah. or uh, the u.s definitely yes so how was uh how was your memorial day weekend um, it was good. I, I um, had two gigs um, reading here in Portland in person um, at Psychic Sister and then at New Renaissance Bookshop. So it was busy Friday and Saturday. But um, Sunday, I was like, you know, I never – there's so much of the city that I don't see, right, because I'm busy, I'm doing things, and, you know, and I wanted to see a sunset over – um, you know, over Portland, uh-huh. um, you know, here on the West Coast, it's called the Gold Coast, you know, and the sunsets are stunning, stunning. So we, w- I went to um, Mount Tabor Park, which is about 20 minutes away, and I had Hollis with me and everything, and I get there and they had closed it off part, so it was, the rest of it was going to be a hike. Well, mm-hmm. that's great, but I didn't bring bug spray or anything, and I was like, I'm not going to get eaten up to see Ooh. the sun. So I really quickly Googled another 
high, you know, place. Cause Portland is very mountainous. Yes. It's very hilly. Mm-hmm. Um, I Googled another place and that was another 20 minutes away. And I'm like, if I, if I bust ass, I can make it. And I get there and I didn't make it. And, and the sun was already down. So it was a bummer. But in, and again, it wasn't super easy. We, there was no mosquito issue, but um, it, there were lots of trees and, uh, but pretty view yeah. because it was dusk. So, you know, you could still see things, but um, so it's a bummer, but you know, one of these days I just need to go to the coast and just have a sunset yeah. and just plan, you know, that. So I'm like, all right, well, I wasn't able to, but it's, it's, it's now in the, it's on the, I got to do that soon list. Yeah. What time does your, what time are your sunsets? Well, right now um, I Googled it and it was, um, it was 847 oh, was late. when, when, yeah. So yeah, it's getting later. And, and the craziest thing is the other um, the other morning, last night, not last night, but the night before I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So I was up, um, I finally got out of bed at like, you know, um, three o'clock, mm-hmm. 3 a.m. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know? So I thought, well, if I do something, maybe I'll fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So I did fall asleep at, it was, I got back in the bed about 4.30 and it was funny cause, um, I look up and I could see after I turned off all the lights and I got back into bed, I could see it was starting to get light out outside. And I'm like, what? I haven't done that. You know, usually the last time I did that, I was because of alcohol. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, but yeah, sunset is it like um, right now it's like uh, almost nine o'clock. So yeah, it's late. It's mm-hmm. like I, ours yeah. is pushing. It's like 7.50 ish. So it's like pushing eight o'clock. But I know that like up in, in Oregon and up in the Northern <laughs> States that it sets much later. I know why why is that i never heard of that that's kind of weird oh yeah Same sun, right uh yeah but it's because you're so far from the equator oh yeah that makes sense because mm-hmm. like whenever i would go to whenever i go to belize it's six, sunset is like 6 p.m yep. regardless yep yeah it doesn't matter like, it doesn't what, change what is the shit yeah yeah it doesn't change yeah. oh well, that's cool i guess i never science but <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah uh, okay uh how did your reiki class go it was amazing. So Yay. I learned Karuna Reiki because I've done Karuna Reiki. I've done Reiki one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and Karuna Reiki actually only has the three. The third level is technically master. And with this one, I actually felt motivated to like I am gonna do do it all the, the way master. to the master level. Yeah, so I can teach others, which is the only purpose of of achieving master. Uh, level is is to teach others because I always feel like there's like this weird hierarchy thing that happens right mm, when someone's like yeah, yeah. I'm Reiki master and it's like oh, please you know <laughs> and right. I'm like eh, that kind of sounds a little like that's your ego is shutting a little bit maybe um the only person who needs to use that is our actual teachers right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah, I mean, you, you do get attuned to a few more symbols, obviously, as at Which the are, master level, right? So that you yep. can, so that so you that can you attune can others. Yeah, so that you can mm-hmm. teach others and you can attune others. That 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 makes sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, um, it was cool because with this one, because we had all done Reiki three, it was a little bit more advanced teaching, mm-hmm. to the point where she had us. She would show us the symbol and then mm-hmm. she would have us sit with it, you know, in our minds, like have us do it a few times and sit with it in our minds and see what came through. And that mm-hmm. was really cool because because <laughs> it was like a psychic test, right? Of like, mm-hmm. you know, what are you picking up on this? And like everything I was like, well, I'll just write it down, whatever. And mm-hmm. then, I, you know, she would ask and I would say it. And then she's like, yeah. And then this is what it is. I'm like, 
this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And your teacher was Nicole, right? Yes, it was Nicole Higashi. Yes. yes. Nicole, and she is the loveliest of the loveliest humans. So if you're in the area um, and you want to learn, check yes. her out as your teacher. Um, but she's very, very psychic. Very psychic. Yeah. And, um, you know, doesn't doesn't you know not trying to call you out nicole but uh, you don't give yourself enough credit and so, nicole's yeah. amazing no and you know mm-hmm. what i i appreciate about her and much like you in the way that you teach as well is that you make things accessible like you don't yeah. you don't put things of like oh well you just you got to practice a lot or like you got to do this really hard like or whatever like you don't make things more difficult than they already are Mm-mm. uh and she does she she is that way she's also though like just like really full of life and really, really mm-hmm. energized and funny. And so, so it doesn't even like, she's the, lovely. The time mm-hmm. just goes by so quickly with her. I, I couldn't imagine learning from anyone else. It was amazing. Oh, see, now that is some high praise. <laughs> some very high praise. Oh my gosh. All right. So that's it. Um, I'm going to fly down there and I'm going to learn um, Karuna Reiki from her. Yeah. No, yeah. I won't. But I'll I teach could. you. I'll teach you. <laughs> okay, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, very, very cool. I can tell you that when I first learned Reiki, I wanted to learn, learn Karuna and I didn't care because I don't, I don't care about Reiki. Um, but I still, it's always been at the back of my mind that even though I don't like to practice Reiki, mm-hmm. I definitely want to be a Karuna practitioner. Yeah. So it's more heart centered Reiki, correct? Yeah, um, it is. I felt like it was just deeper. I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, heartfelt. I guess would would be the the right word. I it was cool though because I got to use it the day after because the day yes. the, the next day was when I had the cacao ceremony. So I I did it on you know the people in the group and stuff. So it was great. It's perfect. Did you notice a difference in the energy that you were channeling? I felt like it was more how do I say like it allowed for more of a release I think like uh, of what was going on it was just allowed mm-hmm. more flow even the other signs that were coming to me as I was like I would start with one mm-hmm. and I was I just felt like called like okay now we're going to do this one mm-hmm. and it I just felt like it was just faster uh, mm-hmm. like everything with like the messages and everything were coming in through more mm-hmm. quickly. Nice. Very nice. I love that. So yeah. Uh, cool beans. Um, can we give her a little plug? Yes. Um, say so, her name and yeah. So again? her name is Nicole Higashi and you can find her. She's, I know she's on TikTok, but she's also primarily on Instagram and it's her Instagram name is Higashi healing H I G A. S H I healing. Give her a follow. Give yeah. her a follow. And if you're in the area and you can take a class with her um, in person, um, you will love her. She's yeah. a lovely, lovely, sweet, wonderful soul. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, not uh, like spiritual connected. Um, so, you know, we, we talk a lot about like what we watch with TV and stuff. I'm yeah. really sad because for some reason, all the shows that I st- we started watching, they're all ending. Like what? Which one? So Ted Lasso ended. Ted, we just okay. watched the last oh, episode is it, of is Ted Lasso. It, 
is it just the series, the series finale, or series. is it just the season? No. Shut up. Yeah. Okay, don't tell me because no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm only on I like, won't. See, like episode three. Okay. No way. I won't ruin oh, it. Oh, Ted Lasso. No, I won't ruin anything for anyone. But no, yeah, okay. Ted Lasso's the Lasso's over. And then also oh. we finished Barry. And that was also oh, the yeah. series finale oh, done. Yeah, okay. Bye, and then Barry. we actually finished the last episode of Miss Maisel. Oh, yeah. I heard everybody's mad about that one or sad about that one. <laughs> I, I, um, I know like Mike and I had like a difference of opinion. He said he didn't really like it as much. Um, I the only thing I had to add to it is like I wish that I that they had given more about her daughter because they like showed yeah. the, the first episode of this last season opens up with her daughter. Um, yeah. And there's some more parts of it in her when she's when she's little, when Maisel's dad discovers that she's like, so, OK, so. Maisel's dad at some point says that there's a basically there's like a genius in every in every generation and he's dead set that it's her son and mm-hmm. so he's like doing all these things and they try to teach him music and this kid does not care he's like no <laughs> and then he finds he comes walks into the room one day and she's just playing a symphony on the fucking piano and she's like four years old and so he's like, oh, it's her. And mm-hmm. so he starts like nurturing her and, and doing it. But I wish that there was more of that. Like that's the only thing that I – because it was basically one episode where that happened and then it was kind of mm-hmm. dropped. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you recommend watching it? I still recommend watching, watching this it. episode. Okay. I, I still, I mean, I, I love the show. Just everything from the writing, the costumes, the uh, – yeah. I just think that there's probably only – so much time to squeeze everything in to one hour episodes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Succession ended and listen, these people are not amazing people. They're uh-huh. f- fucking shit show people, but um, I was ready for it to be done. It was a great show. Uh-huh. Great acting. Oh my God. Kieran Culkin, he plays Roman and he's, um, he, he's just an amazing actor. And he, Roman was such a unlikable yet likable character. It was really good. <laughs> But man, they just beat it with a dead horse. Just the the just sometimes, and I was like, "All right, I'm done with these people. Mm. I'm ready for them to be over." So I'm not sad that it's over. Um, but it's a it was a good show. It was, but hmm. I was ready. Hmm. Like done. Yeah, yeah. This is the season now where all the good shows are ending. But you know what? Right, I'm gonna be all. Pollyanna here, but that just leaves room for new shows to come. It's in. true. It's true. <laughs> it still it pisses you off, right? I'm still mad they canceled Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. From they like cancel it. They wrapped it up. Like 1998, or did they redo? Did they mm-hmm. do a reboot? They did. Well, the series, right? It was like seven, seven, seven seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna confess that I never watched it. Well, I'm not surprised. We don't really have the same taste when it comes to <laughs> shows and movies. Yeah. We, we've established that. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, we like, like some of the same things. We overlap on comedy, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, but, but uh, again, like I still, I had a friend, my friend Richard, who was my friend through like middle school and, and part of high school was obsessed with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, obsessed with her uh so i so i as being a good friend would always you know indulge him in that like mm-hmm. we I would listen and we would talk about it and stuff even mm-hmm. though i had no idea what was going on on buffy 
but Mm-mm. no. And what year were you in design school in LA? Two thousand five, and then I went back in two thousand ten. See, Buffy, Buffy, that's the same time that that was. Now, if, if I were you, I would have been stalking her oh. in the whole set, all of them. Is that where it took place or is that where? Um, well, I guess I don't know. I mean, but yeah, it did. It was filmed in California because the, the show took place in quote unquote Sunnydale, oh. um, California, which was, you know, basically just one of those small towns out in the middle of the desert. You know, mm-hmm. not, not even really small town, but yeah. Yeah, because they would always have, you know, side, um, you know, trips or whatever into LA, you mm-hmm. know, like Angel moved to LA. That was a spinoff and everything. So yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, all your shows are ending. I'm sorry. I know. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, how are you doing with this like moon energy, astro- astrological movement thing? What's, what's, how are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I'm still dealing with processing and integrating um, the eclipse energy. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, I'm not struggling with any of these moon. Um, this is, you know, this moon is really actually, it's either going to be really, really, people are really, really going to um, get a lot from it. And they're going to be like, ah, yes, you know, or it's going to fucking suck for some people. So yeah, um, it, it's, it's, fine i'm not really struggling with it thank god because i have other shit that i was struggling with so yeah Um, so so, okay so i'll be honest i haven't really looked into what the current transits are and what they mean or what they could mean like i I honestly haven't done it but i know that i've been struggling recently with with parenting and Mm. i've I think there's this like misconception that people talk about like raising girls versus raising boys. And I don't think that like gender really has that much to do with it. I think what it comes down to is just that every people are different, like, and personalities are different. And some, yeah. yeah, And some personalities are, you know, like just like friendships are right. Like they're just easier Mm -hmm to be friends with or easier to work with or whatever than others. There's mm-hmm. some, they're just going to be more challenging. And where I've, I always heard like, Oh, that, you know, girls are easy when they're small and they're more difficult when they get older. And I just don't feel like that's been my experience at all. And mm-hmm. I understand like, why would people say that? Right. H- hormones our hormone changes mm-hmm. as teenage girls, like we're really intense and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the girls, I don't feel like they've been because I, okay. Cause I've been able to connect with them. Like I, I know what it was like to be a teenage girl so I can, right. I can give them the things that I didn't have. I can give them the space that the privacy that they, that they require. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also speak to them in a way that offers some, some kind of discipline, but without like, you know, without being hurtful or, or mean right. or whatever. Right. Well, and you've said many times how much you actually enjoy spending time with yeah, the girls. I, I mean, I all do. of your kids, but yeah. you, you really enjoy them as, you know, if they were your age, you guys probably be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, and I feel that way. And I feel like where I'm struggling right now is with my son because yeah. of, I mean, one, I, he's, he's 11. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a funky age. And I know it's a mm-hmm. different age for boys where I feel like for, for my, my, my daughter, it wasn't, eight, 11 wasn't hard for, with with us but like 
it, he's in that age of like all he wants to do is play video games. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like just make conversation with him and I just feel like it's a Q&A. And I'm a type of person where like if I feel like I'm the one working in a conversation, if I'm the one asking you the questions and all you're do- giving me is short answers, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that when it's your kid. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right. You know, and also, you know, teaching them too that, you know, you know, communication is a two way street, you know, so there's that that need to be like, you know, okay, listen, I need you to understand what communication is and what we're doing right now is not right. Mm -hmm. But then, but then you turn into, you know, sort of the, I, I listen, I would not want to be a parent at all. I don't want to parent kids. You know what? I want to be able to tell them when they're being jerks or <laughs> right. have fun with them, but I don't want to be responsible for instilling values and shit in them. Yeah, dude. I, and I, I had this thought the other day of like, parenting is one of the hardest things I think you could ever sign up for because <laughs> you're not just responsible for raising a, a, a child and trying to mm-hmm. keep them alive and you know healthy mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff, but also the learning who they are and their personality and like working with that and making adjustments in yourself. And that's where Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what, that's what happens with him and him and I is that he's Mm -hmm. a mirror to me Mm -hmm. in so Mm -hmm. many ways. Like I have to check myself in the tone that I approach him because all he does is match me. And Mm -hmm. that's not him doing anything wrong necessarily because I'm the one that started it. And you're showing him, right, <laughs> yeah. the quote-unquote way to be when that's not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Have you pulled his human design by any chance? No, I'm I'm going to have to. Yeah. I just know his astrology, but I have not pulled his, his yeah. human Pull design. Yeah, pull his human design because it's how he reacts. It's how he digests um, energy, um, you know. And, I mean, I would get, um, you know, if you – have an opportunity if if I knew enough I would absolutely like let's let's do a reading on him and so I can tell you you know blah blah but I don't know enough about that but I know that just knowing probably his strategy um how he takes energy in and then what his tells are right his not self theme which would be mm-hmm. you know anger frustration or whatever and then also um you know some certain other things would be really helpful because then at least you know if i approach him this way he's typically going to react this way because that's his natural tendency yeah um so I, you know you need to get a little bit maybe a little bit more creative i i would assume because think about that's like in the business world, right? Let's say you're a manager and you have, you know, a type A, a type B, you have to approach the type A differently than you have to approach the type yes. B, but both need, you to know, be management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to be approached. So uh, yeah. Another reason. G- kids are a lot of fucking work. Kids. They are. No. That's, yeah. And that's why I like being an aunt. Yeah. Because when they start to be work, I'm like, no, I'm out. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot, and you know, I was I was really upset a couple of days ago about it too because I started thinking, and this is me, like, and this is where we go into storytelling, right? And we like hurt our own feelings because we're you know we we start to make stories up, but like I'm thinking like how he when he was little and he was so sweet and he was and we were really close and just you know he would he would come into the bed in the morning on the weekends and mm-hmm. and he would cuddle and just like just like having that that time with him like was was really special and i know i remember being in that moment and thinking like i'm going to appreciate this because i know it's not going to last forever but then just yeah. like coming to that realization of like ugh, like it's probably gone like that's that's hard 
Yeah. I mean, cuddling in bed, that might be gone. Okay. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, okay. So as somebody who, you know, um, has only known him for a little while, he's a cool freaking kid. And I have sometimes like when I sit down and I actually talk to him, my, the conversations are very enjoyable and he cracks me up mm -hmm. and he's a kind kid and yes. he's empathetic and he's funny and he likes, he does listen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's, that's, that's who he's going to be as an adult too. So I think you'll get that back, but in different ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's right now. It's just, I, I feel like I struggle to connect with him and I'm like, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing wrong. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I think 11-year-old boys are little fucking assholes. Plus, all they care about are video games. They're probably – they're hormones. Yeah. They're, yeah. They stink. They don't want to clean anything. Seriously. They're lazy. Oh they're – honestly, I'm not even a mom and I fucking know that they're little little assholes. So I'm not saying he's an asshole. I'm saying 11-year-old boys are assholes. Yeah. The <clears> hygiene <throat> thing. I'm like, Ugh. I – Yeah. Right. So anyway, they take, they take forever in the bathroom. Like, what in the hell? I, and that was the thing that I was telling. That was why I was having a conversation with Mike this morning because we were talking about like, well, uh, the girls kind of went through that phase. Like I remember having to tell Sophia like you have to take a shower. But then at one point, it just they just realized like, yeah. I don't know if it was like when they started liking boys or or when when things changed. They just became. I think there was this moment of self awareness that happened mm -hmm. of like, oh, oh I got to take care of myself. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to look pretty. I should also probably smell good. Um, mm -hmm. And and you know, and now like you, you can't. You, mm -mm. They, you can't tell them they can't take a shower like mm -mm. they will flip their shit they're on a schedule <laughs> <laughs> but but with boys i'm like we went you know mike and i were having a conversation we're like there are men that yes. that that never clicked for it's true it's so true. so we gotta mm -hmm. make sure that that yeah. doesn't happen that we don't wait wait you know wait and wait and then next right. thing you know he's 30 years old and he, you know there's like right. a gross corner of our house that he lives in <laughs> And, and and hygiene is absolutely tied to self-esteem after a certain point. It really is. How does Mike, does Mike, is Mike having the same struggle with him because they connect over baseball and all that good stuff? No, I think it's just, I think it's more me it's than him. Mama. Yeah. Cause, mama and son. Yeah. Cause they have, cause they have their baseball, cause they have their yeah. things that they do together. So he still has, mm -hmm. but I, I, and I guess I just don't have an activity that I do with him right now. And that's yeah. that's kind of the core of the issue. Because even during like during quarantine, we were great. Cause yeah. uh we would just we would play video games all day mm -hmm. <laughs> together and and we would have snacks. And that was just all <laughs> we would do. We would just have we would eat snacks, we would play video games, and it was just we we had a ball. <laughs> that's how you connected. That's so cute. Yeah, and and mm -hmm. but I can't play video games with him all the time. And then now he's into VR and it's just a you know, it's the one player thing. And honestly, it gives me a headache, it makes me kind of nauseous. So I, I can't mm -hmm. I can't do the VR. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know, that it's a, it's a challenge, but I'm sure that there are, and, and I'm not good because I am like, oh, well, you know, um, <laughs> no, but I, I am going to look at his human design. Yeah. No, yeah. But there's probably other mamas out there that struggling with the same thing. So please reach out to Fearlies, um, in the group, in the community and, you know, let us know if you're struggling with your, um, or maybe you already went age. through this. Like, what did you, through yeah. It? What did you do? I want to know. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Please, please, please help. Send help. Help, help me. Um, so, can I talk about uh, oh, yeah. my jewelry? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's new? So 
I changed the name of my Instagram jewelry account from Joe Figueres Studio, you know, yes, you know, standard, nice. But I needed, I realized that I want to grow my following. I want to grow it to be, you know, really big so that I can, you know, um, just get my name out there and, you know, maybe get some opportunities. Um, So I changed it to Mystic Metal and Stone. I love it. I do too. I really, really love it. It's so fun. Um, you know, and I want to thank my friend, Laura, giving her a shout out because we were, um, you know, brainstorming over, um, ciders the other day and she is of course a millennial. So like you, and so, you know, you guys are all very techie. And so she's like, well, let's put it into this new AI app that I have. Right. And I'm like, AI app, what are you talking about? And it threw back, uh, some really cool names. And one of the things was me- mystic metal or metal and stone or something like that. I'm like, well, that's already been taken. Um, but then we just put our brains together and, um, you know, um, she helped me inspire me. So mystic metal and stone. Oh, so, uh, AI generated name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so please follow me on Instagram if you don't already. Um, and I'm going to run a little bit of a, of a fun thing with that soon. I'm going to do a giveaway, um, a piece of custom jewelry, not, not an intuitively designed jewelry. We're not going to go through all that, but I will make you a piece of jewelry. Um, you know, if you share, like, and all that stuff, but, um, so watch for that, uh, announcement. It won't happen until after, um, the, uh, after the retreat. Okay. So. Um, let's see. The other thing is, is if you registered for the working with your Akashic record workshop, which was really fun. I loved it. All of you guys who signed up. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. It was so much fun. Um, everybody was, um, really engaged and you asked amazing questions and all of that. So, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was great. So what I'm doing is I'm offering a follow-up reading for $100 off an intuitive development Akashic reading. So it's just uh, 125. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't take the course, it's 225. But what it is in this session, we'll connect with your higher self. We'll deep dive into a tailored intuitive development practice to help you build trust in your abilities. So it's perfect for you know the budding intuitives who you all you know you're gifted, you know what those gifts are, um, but sometimes you you have you struggle with inconsistency, doubt, imposter syndrome, you know all of that stuff, you know, so, um, I'll open your Akashic record. We'll connect to your higher self and your primary spirit guide who works with you, um, to strengthen your connection to your intuition. They're also called like your gatekeeper guide. Uh-huh. Um, and together we'll look at any past lives as a mystic seer, healer, you know, all that stuff and, um, we'll put it into practice, um, for 33 days. And so it should be helpful. So it's a good price for, uh, intuitive development. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a deal. Uh, that's it. That's, 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 those are all the announcements I have. What about you? Do you have announcements? I do. Uh, I don't have any ceremonies coming up, uh, that I'm doing in person, but I do have a meditation Monday coming up. That will be June 8th at 9.30 AM. We're playing with times here. So <laughs> we're, we're going to yes. see what we're checking them out. Yeah. And then the, I'm going to do a Thursday night sound bath and that will be June 18th at 7 PM. And these are all at Raincross district in downtown Riverside. And those mm-hmm. are my only offerings for the uh, group offerings for the month of June. And then, um, I am doing in-person Reiki and remote 
like online uh, Reiki sessions as well. You can find all of that on my website, FioraLise.com. Nice. Excellent. All right. So what are we talking about today? So today I want to talk about the role that each generation plays in spiritual awakening. So I think this is coming up a lot. It's coming up a lot in the Akashic Records. So I just kind of wanted to go through what each generation is. Okay. Okay. Um, what is your role in helping the world evolve? So Gen X, um, Zennials, um, Millennials, Gen Y, Gen Z, and Gen Alpha, and uh-huh. then even some of you baby boomers. Mm-hmm. You are indigo children, your crystal children, and your rainbow children, and you all have a specific role to play. We all do. So what 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 child you are depends on your generation, and I'll you know um, get into that deeper. So basically, as, you know, I guess I'll just call a star children. So as star children, we incarnated on earth to help the ascension process. And that means fully embodying the special skills and abilities you bring to the world in order to share them with your community. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why? To raise and transform earth's consciousness to support the collective ascension and individual awakening. Okay. That's why. Um, now as souls, you know, you hear this, you're exactly where we're meant to be. Right. Um, but right now we can't deny that earth is sort of a shit show. It really is. (laughs) Yeah. We are living on a planet, you know, it has a hard time, you know, just existing and it's our job as empath healers, light workers, you know, in the awakened, you know, to sort of understand our role and step into it. So I just thought this would be a fun conversation to have. Yeah. Um, you know, to figure that out. Okay. Now here's the thing. Indigo, crystal, and rainbow children, you have a different purpose than a star seed. Okay. And I know that I use star seeds a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or I talk about star seeds and stuff, but star seeds are different than star children. Okay. Yeah. So we, we had episode for anyone that hasn't listened to that. We did do this on episode 10, where we specifically talked about only star seeds and star children. Yes. Okay. So star seeds have already ascended. Okay. They've come back to hold the higher vibrational frequency in place, uh-huh. which helps humans take back their power. Okay. That's the star seed. But indigo, crystal, and rainbow children, you know, our awakening is simply a remembering of our soul's plan. Yeah. Um, and we're born during a very specific generation in order to live out a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these souls are here to help the earth ascend in very specific ways. And so it's all about remembering your soul plans. Okay. Um, but here's the kicker. Okay. So These classifications don't describe where the souls come from. It's not your cosmic background. Okay, so for instance, I'm an indigo um, child, but my soul origin is Arcturian. Okay, Uh, and you're an indigo child because you're a Gen Xer. Yes, but yes, uh, but really because I have a blue-hued aura too. And each each generation is different, but some overlap. Okay. 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 So, um, so our soul blueprints reflect our purpose, but not necessarily our galaxy of origin, right? Um, mm-hmm. So why are we called indigo, crystal, and rainbow children? Why? Well, 
Indigo children have a blue-hued aura, like I just said. Mm -hmm. Crystal children have a crystalline aura. And then rainbow children are born with a rainbow-colored aura. So you would be a crystal children, a crystal child, and you'd have a crystalline-colored aura. Okay. And that's because you're millennial. Okay. Do you consider yourself millennial or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or Gen Gen Y. I've no. I'm definitely millennial. Okay. I'm an elder millennial, and I have actually. Or you're zennial. Uh no 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 oh, no because I'm 86 and I and the the start for millennials is 82 so mm-hmm. I'm a millennial through and through although sometimes I feel like I have more in common th- with Gen Xers well listen but here's the thing don't get hung up on those dates because those dates I mean I've I did my research on this mm-hmm. and. The dates are different every single time. There's no steadfast right. dates. So what right. we're going to do is ish dates, ish. Yeah. So really based on, you know, what the, the characteristics that we're going to talk about, you'll be able to get a better idea of what you are. But I'm not surprised that you identify with Gen Xers more um, because, you know, we'll, of course, we're going to talk about Gen Xers. Okay. Okay. But first, let's start 100 years ago. Let's start with the silent generation. Okay. Did you know that um, Joe Biden is the first silent generation president we've ever had? I'm not surprised. How old is he? He's fucking like at least <laughs> he's was he 80 something, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but up until this point, the silent generation was the only generation who had never had a president. Really? Yeah. Yeah. From that, from that generation. Yeah. The silent generation. Okay. So they were born between 1925 and 1945. And so they're now like 78 to 98-ish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So this generation, they lived through World War II and the Great Depression. And these experiences really did shape many of their current attitudes, you know, p- toward pretty much everything. Uh-huh. Right? They never fucking throw shit away. That's the thing that, that <laughs> the, the silent generation. So, and listen. I know it's easy to blame those who came before us for the worldly woes we must all deal with, mm-hmm. even though we have nothing to do with creating them, okay? But it's also important to recognize the positive traits that this generation, and all generations really, yeah, um, the positive traits that they embodied. So, you know, the silent generation, they're determined, they're resilient, they're all about rebirth and renewal, they'll sacrifice for the common good. Um, you know, and to their credit, their generation is the one that started the civil rights movement. So- Okay. You know, they're they're the the silent generation, they're an important generation, but yeah, they're also responsible for much of the trauma um passed on to all succeeding generations. So let's not get too crazy with them, right? They raised the boomers. There's be, a lot of racism you know. in there. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, fuck, right? Yeah. All right. So speaking of the boomers, the next one is the boomer. Born from 46 to 64, they're in the 59 to 77-ish age group right now. Yep. And we love to laugh at and get pissed at the baby boomer generation. Um, but hear me out, okay? This is why we get mad at them. This is my opinion on why we get mad at them. Because okay. these fuckers lived through a period of affluence and cultural success, right? Mm-hmm. They, raised, they were raised in strict, religious, morally obsessed households. They were constantly or are constantly landing us in the middle of the next crisis and the next war over bullshit. Bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Boomers can be critical, judgmental, and out of touch. They really are out of touch with the actual challenges of today's youth, today's young adults, and even the working class. They're they're out of touch. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, you know, your guys are lazy and, you know, you're supposed to do this and hard work and, you know, all that boomer bullshit. And right. Just Pull yourself up like from the boot, by the bootstraps. Right. Yeah. That's not how shit works these days. 
And here's the worst part about boomers is that they are the biggest voting demographic. And, you know, they support policies that harm the middle and working class because they think you should be able to, quote, pull yourself up from the boomstraps. Um, and they really have more of a value of a capitalistic society of like power and privilege over equity and quality. Yeah. They don't care about that. Yeah, they, be- because it worked for them. Yeah, because it because it worked for them. Yeah, because it works until it doesn't work. And then it fucks you over, you know. Yeah, because again, like I said, they grew up in a period of affluence and cultural success where hard work was how they achieved affluence and success. But mm-hmm. that's not what that's not how. And they just really do not like to change with the times. Um, you know, they they're resistant and they're like I said, judgy and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, to top it all off, what really pisses me off about boomers is that they hold the purse strings for 80% of our political spending. So, you know, right now politics is an absolute shit show because the the people that are running the show are freaking boomers. Yeah. yeah. And they're not, and they're unwilling to let go. Yeah. It's awful, right? Okay. Now, but as much as I struggle with this generation, it's important to point out that um, a significant number of indigo children, because boomers are indigo children, okay? Uh-huh. To a certain degree, some of them. Mm-hmm. A significant number of indigo children who fall into that baby boomer category were born on earth as scouts after world war ii scouts these scouts are here to be the anchors of consciousness or the consciousness grid Mm -hmm. and to position themselves sort of like in parts of the world or society where it would be the most critical and beneficial uh, to humanity as a whole right so they're these scouts came on earth to sort of hold that higher consciousness in place or become like the stakes right and that makes sense because they're yeah. because hippies, the original hippies from the 1960s, yes, are actually boomers. Yes, yes, that's the hippie generation, the 60s. The you know those are the boomer scouts. Yeah, and then I mean like Deepak, right? We mentioned Deepak yep. earlier. He's he's a boomer. He's a boomer. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of these older spiritual leaders and stuff, they're they're boomer scouts. You mm-hmm. know, or just scouts, right? So yeah. they they're like, we got to go to Earth. You know, um, again, you know, this was like way back in like you know the forties, the late forties to fifties, and mm-hmm. you know early uh, late fifties and early sixties, and they said we're gonna go to Earth. We're going to be woo-woo and we're going to be spiritual leaders because yeah. we need to start this whole spiritual movement. And that's really right. when it started. Right. It's like, like you said, in the 60s and 70s. And so that's to all say right. probably like most but not all. And that's going to be like a recurring theme for every generation is that most are one way but not all. There's always exceptions. Yeah. There's always going to be scouts. Always. Um, but I'll get into – the people that are not, the people that are not woke. There's a reason for it. There's very specific reason for it. And I've said this over the years, um, you know, like MAGA, even though MAGA sucks, there's a very specific reason that these people are. And it's kind of cool um, because at the soul level, we're all spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. It's just that MAGA doesn't realize that they are. But yeah. I'll tell you why um, when we get to them. Um. Let's see. Here's the other thing about uh, this silent generation never really taught the boomer generation how to express emotions in a healthy way, you know, so they couldn't really teach them what they didn't know and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, but I think that a lot of the boomers that are sort of woke Mm -hmm. are really tired of their own generational bullshit. So, um, (laughs) you know, they do things to sort of help things along. The next gen generation is Generation 
X and Generation X are solid indigo children. Solid. Um, born from 65 through 79, they're, we, I'm a Gen Xer, we are in the 44 to 58-ish age range. Mm-hmm. Um, during the 60s, 70s, and 80s through as late as even 92. What year were you born? 86. 86. Okay. So – See, you very well, you very well, um, you know, could be um, a Gen X. And if that's what you, you know, jive with, then there you go. Um, So, but even as through as late as 92, this huge wave of indigos incarnated on earth. Yeah. Okay. They were born with all of the abilities, all the clairs. They were the first generation to openly identify as an empath. Um, Indigo children are strong-willed, independent innovators, and we are here to help humanity realign with its core truth by pushing back against established institutional order. That's what Gen Xers are are here to do. And that's what Indigos are here to do. Yeah. And Gen Xers are also the first generation that decided they weren't going to have children. And I know that there's, I'm sure there's boomers that like didn't have children as well, Mm -hmm. but Gen X is the first generation that was like public, like, nope, like, no, no kids for us. And like, and we're like, it was a very conscious decision of like, I don't want that. And according to like what Dolores Cannon says about this is that the reason why Gen Xers decided to do that is because on the soul level, Mm -hmm. they didn't want to continue their karma. They didn't want, they they didn't want to. Uh, anybody else to inherit their karma or to pass on any karma yeah. through through children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I knew since I was little, I, I've always known I'm not going to have kids. I don't want kids. I've had zero interest in having kids. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. this, I don't, I don't want that. Um. Okay. Now, so to give you the best possible example of a Gen Xer, if you aren't you know, a Gen X or yourself, or if you really like, mm-hmm. let me understand these Gen Xers. Here's a good example. Yeah. So there's a TikTok going around where someone asks, who let Gen X off the hook? Why aren't we talking shit about those guys? Okay. Leave them alone. <laughs> In response, a fellow Xer succinctly replied, because sir, uh, we will fuck you up. And it's true. hundred percent agree. Um, like the TikTok lady said, we are not the bigger person. You'll want to leave us out of it. We are not the bigger person. And I've always struggled with that, you know, um, you know, especially being spiritual and, you know, um, all of that stuff. It's uh-huh. like, look, I'm not the bigger person. I Petty is my favorite color. I, I'm just not. And so, and it, it does have a lot to do with, um, you know, that our generation, we are innately yeah. wired to push back and rebel. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And that's why I have a solar five. And that's why you have yeah. a five. Those fives are the rebellious. Yeah. Um, my fellow Gen Xers, my friends, the people that I grew up with, um, you know, we are ambivalent, rebellious, obstinate, disobedient anarchists. We are the original disaffected youth yeah. and we seriously do not care in the least what you blame us for. It, yeah. That's why boomers, yeah. uh, you know, that's why Gen Xers sort of slide under the radar because we're like, okay, well, we don't care. Yeah. The other thing, though, that is explained by this, and I forgot what she called them, but it's kind of this, I, the same idea of, of scouts, right? But that everyone's here 
to raise the vibration, right? Like that's generationally, that's the whole point of every generation. The whole point of every generation is to do better than the the generation before them. But what happened was as Gen Xers came along and they are empaths, but they're so sensitive to other people's energy to the point where they don't want anything to Mm-mm. do with it. Mm-mm. So they're just like, leave me mm-hmm. alone. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want any part don't of it. Don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. This is not for mm-hmm. me. So this is like more introverts or more mm-hmm. like selective about who they, you know, who they keep in their company. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, and it's because of that. It's because of the sensitivity mm-hmm. to the energy. They became almost too aware yeah. of the energy in a room. Yeah. But I also believe that Gen Xers are the generation that we have the strongest ability to have a voice and push back, and we don't, right? Because of that ambivalence. Oh, because look, does this affect me? How does this affect me? Yeah. Because if it doesn't affect me, don't yeah. bring me into it. And that's literally, you know, um, I mean, I remember in high school, you know, our, um, you know, like our class, the class of 1987, we were blamed for, you know, just not caring. And we're like, hey, mm-hmm, what's the problem? <laughs> we didn't understand. Like, I don't understand the problem. So I would say to anybody um, to really understand who Gen X are, who we are, spend an afternoon binging a John Hughes Brat Pack marathon or just watch The Breakfast Club. Because at the end of the movie, Anthony Michael Hall writes a letter to, you know, um, the, the, the principal. And he's like, dude, we, we don't understand your, your fucking rules. They don't apply to us. Um, we're not going to follow them. What are you going to do, basically? Um, you know, this is who we are. Deal with it. And yeah. it's, it's yeah. best. Now, I will say that when that rebellion manifests in the most negative way possible, it's because Xers often began life as traumatized children, right? We were raised by boomers, told, you know, don't, you know, don't express your emotions. If you do, you know, you're going to get in trouble. Um, and then you're gonna get you're gonna get yeah, they were, they were the generation. Yeah. They were that generation. Yeah. Yeah. And they were also, it was both. It was like the extreme of like over-disciplined, but also latchkey kids. Yeah. Like it, it's, it was like the worst of both. Yes. Yes. We were, we were, I would come home and we would be, it would just be us. Parents hadn't come home yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but there wasn't, there wasn't the fear either now, you know, of being snatched mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. of predators and all that stuff. Like there just wasn't, yes. but not like it is now. They still existed, yeah. but it wasn't like it is now. Um, you know, so right. these children, we grew into rebellious teens and then fear-based adults who believe that, you know, now with the bullshit going on that we believe our security is being taken from us by anybody who doesn't look like <laughs> Like us, you know, and the easiest right, example right. of that is really recently the recently convicted Proud Boys and Oath Keeper militia groups. Those leaders are Gen Xers. Um, you know, they rioted at the Capitol and they were convicted. Both of them, both um, mm-hmm. were convicted and um, were one was sentenced and we're waiting on another. So, you know, they're Gen Xers. That's 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 who they are. They're rebellious. Yeah. Um, Even if it's rebellion in the wrong direction. Yes, but spiritually is it really and that's where we'll get into that um which is so uh, yeah. yes all right so zennials zennials were born from 75 to 85 um ish right so this is why you mm. technically could be um a, you know a zennial and they're in the 38 to 45 ish age range right now in this generation, they're both, you are both indigo and crystal children, okay? Because this generation okay. is on the cusp of Gen X and millennials. 
Okay. And just depending, it just depends on, you know, you know, your traits or your strengths or whatever, um, which one mm-hmm. you identify with. This is the micro generation. This is the generation of all races and all ethnicities, right? Because um, in this generation, um, you know, interracial relationships with Gen Xers became less and less of an issue, right? Boomers very rarely integrated their race. It was, yeah, yeah. It was Gen Xers were like... <laughs> You know, we're going to rebel against any it is what of it the is. norms. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. you know, then comes these babies, these, um, you know, Xennials had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. Um, their generation serves as the bridge between the disaffection of Gen X and the easygoing optimism of millennials. I think Xennials are badass, right? They're like at the best of both worlds. Um, the big difference between Xennials and the younger generations is that they experienced organic relationships before smartphone apps and social media. Um, mm-hmm. And they know that returning to the pre-COVID way of life is not something that they're willing to do. It's the Xennials that push back on that. They're like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not, I'm not, I had my freedom during COVID. I could, there was a, yeah. a wonderful, um, you know, they know the value of, of you know, that work that whole, what's that called? Work home. Yeah. Work life work balance. Life balance mm-hmm. Right. Um, they know they're here. That's what they're here for. Xennials are here f- to okay. remind us of the importance of a healthy work life balance. That's their okay. primary focus. They know the value of technology to bring people together instead of driving people apart, but they also know the value of work home flexibility. Um, they have the best yeah. of both worlds and they're here to help us reach that happy medium. So, Xennials are the ones who are like, Mm-mm, no, I'm not going back to the office. Fuck you. I'm going to go get another job. <laughs> yeah. Millennials are also Gen Y, Gen Next. Um, born from 80 to 94, um, 1980 to 1994, they're in the 29 to 44-ish age range. And this generation is made up of crystal children. They are spiritual teachers and gifted healers known for their incredible ability to embody their true light and divine purpose at all times. Um, When millennials started coming up, that's when we started seeing, um, you know, um, a lot of um, independence because millennials were often born to overprotective parents for the sole purpose of mastering independence, being pragmatic, self-reliance, all of that stuff. Um, millennials also typically prefer like this hands-off approach, you know, they're like, man, let people do their thing. Let them make their own way. Don't interfere. That's what basically millennials are. Um, And so that comes because they're teachers, they're spiritual teachers, they're gifted healers, all that stuff. Um, This generation is going to be remembered for their collective sort of coming of age triumphs, right? As as well as they are the first generation that started having conflict with the other generations, you know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I feel that like in, yeah, (laughs) 100%. Yeah. We were the ones who were like, we'll fight all of you. (laughs) Yes. Because you're like, what the fuck are you leaving us with? You know, now we've got debt. We can't, like, you know, boomers, another reason boomers are like, you know, go to school and, you know, get a college degree. And it's like, I can't afford to fucking pay back. You long. literally went to fucking college and it maybe cost you a couple thousand dollars. Right. And we're, we go to college and we, it's like we bought a house, yep. two houses, three houses, right? Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. So millennials are like, fuck you and your ideology that doesn't work these days. And that's why boomers Bullshit. are out of touch. Um, and millennials yeah. are like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, nope, mm-mm, this doesn't work. Um, yeah. 
they they had they they really really push back against this messy economy that they have to navigate in order to find their way through to their own personal prosperity and the ability to form the afford like the same lifestyle as their parents like mm-hmm. AOC she is a perfect example of a badass you know millennial she's like hold yeah. on we cannot yeah. This isn't, no, this isn't going to work for us. That's why she's like, I'm progressive. I'm going to, you know, sort of form. Bernie is a boomer scout. Bernie is like, you know, I, I can't do a Bernie impersonation, although I'd love to be able to do it. It's like, <laughs> we're going to come, we're going to hold the grid for the people on the earth. <laughs> That's my Bernie impersonation. My, my favorite thing is the, all the industries and businesses that millennials have supposedly allegedly killed <laughs> you know i love that one too it's like really okay so you i have a list yes you want to yes, tell you some, my, some of my favorite ones okay so number one cereal <laughs> why how did they kill cereal i, I don't know because sales must be down well first of all we probably realized that it's a bunch of wheat and it's and sugar. it's not good for you. Yeah, it's wheat and sugar, and the way that our GMO crops are here in this country, probably not the best thing to be putting in our bodies. So, dude, also there. like Saturday morning for Gen Xers, we lived for cereal uh, yeah. in front of the TV. Like that's what you right. do because the you you right because you had Saturday morning dude, cartoons. You know, nobody understands no. that was life. Yeah, I know, I know. Mike and I have talked about this all the time. Like, that's what he, that was his childhood. And uh, by the time I was a child, there weren't free Saturday morning cartoons. You had to have cable. cable. You had to yeah. pay for everything, which is another point I need to make is that if you're poor enough growing up, you will experience many things of generations that don't really belong to your generation. Right. Like, like I I know what a rotary phone not just is but I've used one even though that's technically like a 1970s thing. Um, I know like old cars like my parents had a Chevy Nova like a 70 a 76 Chevy Nova something like that and my dad also had a, a Chevy Silverado so I know the old cars like growing up in them like living in them I know how like you'd never want to get a finger caught in one of those old doors because you'll lose a mm-hmm, finger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like dude that. What, what else did they have they killed what else is on your list oh, casual dining what that's what does well, that even mean it's, i don't know i mean it's not cheap to eat out like it's you know you can't just go and have a meal for like five bucks a person casual anymore dining though i mean do they mean like yeah. family dining like diners and shit they're making shit up what else is on that list department stores well that's that's true because amazon well it's amazon mm-hmm. but uh, but oh it's not millennials and kill it yeah exactly yeah. that that's technically a different generation whoever or what's his name with bezos invented amazon you can blame bezos blame, blame bezos right i mean and also yeah. blame inflation yeah. because i shop at amazon now more than i do yeah. um going out because it, it's shit is Less expensive and it's more readily available. If I can't find yeah. it at the grocery store, I'm going to go to Amazon because it's going to be at my door now within hours. Uh, cable TV. Well, I mean, you know what? No, now we have digital, so that's not even true. Uh, but now we're like paying for like six different apps. It's stupid. And we're probably paying the same amount if we would for 
cable, but I hate cable because I'd rather have something on demand than to have to sift through the fucking TV guide or whatever. Yeah, dude, listen that, that TV guide though. I, that I, I would, I would open that thing up and plan my week. Right, like, what am I gonna, <laughs> what week. am I gonna watch? What's uh, on Bionic Woman? Okay, I gotta put that in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, American cheese, which <laughs> I would argue is hardly cheese at all, and it probably deserved to die anyway. <laughs> That's not cheese at all. That's group A carcinogens that are kind of creamy. It's borderline plastic. Yes, it's disgusting. No. Uh, beer. What? The, this list is stupid. Beer is beer is alive and well. Yes, it's the, the craft think, beer business is booming. Okay. I think the distinction is like regular beer versus craft beer. You mean beer. domestic think, beer versus good beer. I think that's what right. the problem is. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Grocery store beer versus your yeah. Craft stuff. Um, motorcycles. Well, yeah, because we've had enough things going on in our life. Like we've we went through the Great Recession. We we saw the Twin Towers fall. Why am I gonna risk my life on a motorcycle? No shit. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I've seen enough wars and things, and I don't know. No, I'm I'm good. No, thank you. Also, we're good with statistics. You know, the statistic is. The average person lives seven months after they get a motorcycle drive, uh, motorcycle license. Yeah. No, thank you. I think there's some – whoever wrote this is just bitter. <laughs> oh, my favorite is diamonds. Diamonds? Well, okay. But, yeah. I mean, blood diamonds. Yeah. Oh, and golf. Oh, fucking – Which – I don't care about golf. Okay. Here's, here's, my, here's my rant about golf, okay? Grass doesn't belong in the desert. <laughs> So I'm talking about Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and all their goddamn grass. And for all you Coachella people, I am talking about the Indio Polo Fields. That shit does not belong in the desert. Yeah, and also the water that they have to use to um, water it is wasteful. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. And and grass isn't native to like all of California. It's literally a European. It's a colonizer uh, idea uh, that was brought over no, here. It is trouble. so... Yeah, it is so water needy. Like it, we don't, we have no business having grass. So yes, die golf and also die grass. <laughs> and, and but if you live in areas where you get plenty of rain, good for you. I, I think grass should be added to this list. It's not on this list. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> grass is added. <laughs> Tangent. Thanks, thanks for taking us on that down that road. We love it. That's a rabbit hole. You know, that's what we're good at. We're we're good at taking you down down holes. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So millennials are and will continue to be the driving force behind the fields of technology, community, and economic reform. Mm. You all are highly sensitive, old, empathetic souls. And this demographic comes with a lot of karma to balance, typically more than the average indigo or rainbow child. So that comes straight out of the Akashic Records. So typically, um, my clients who are in like the mid you know, like the mid twenties to the mid forties, you know, range come with a lot yeah. of karma. Um, so 
some people will get, you know, will have like one or two karmic lessons, but a lot of millennials will have like three or four, which is, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not that you have bring, you brought a lot of karma forward, but millennials, people that bring a lot of karma forward into this life, they're just trying to balance it because they're like, I don't need this shit anymore. I need to balance my karma um, and move on so that they can go on and do other things, you know, as they become old souls. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. very cool. Um, okay. Gen Z, um, you are rainbow children born from 95, um, through like 2012 ish. Um, and you're all in the 11 to 28 ish range. So you have yet or have not yet. You're about ready to go through your Saturn return. Um, rainbow children began arriving in the two thousands and are the third generation of children that have come to help humanity evolve. In some cases, uh, rainbow scouts came to earth in the mid nineties. Um, and rainbow children have some really interesting characteristics. Um, they, you are the children of early crystal scouts born in the eighties. Okay. Um, they typically incarnate free of karma, like, um, like, um, Like instead of the millennials, they have no karma. Um, And since they have nothing to heal and very little shadow to release, they naturally maintain that high vibrational energy. But here's the thing. People that come with a karma of zero, and I don't mean, well, if they have no karma, then you have what's called a a zero karma. And that just Mm -hmm. means that you have to take everything that you've learned in all previous lifetimes and put it to use. You can still acquire Mm -hmm. karma in this lifetime, but you don't have to balance any in this lifetime. It also makes sense as to why that generation is also very quick to just accept people. They really are. They're just like, oh, yes. The whole like pronoun question and the different, the gender identities and all that. That generation is just like, oh yeah. Very accepting. very I get it. Like that's that is what it is. There's like no pushback. No. And that's what they're what they're here to do, right? And um, they've also mm-hmm. never lived a past life on earth before. Um, though that's not to say they haven't lived other lives in other different dimensions and different planets that sure. could be equally as challenging yeah. as Earth, but yeah. that's why they struggle so much with being highly sensitive to harsh energies, environments. This is uh, there's a lot of of um, you know, empaths like everybody in that age range, age range, you know, identifies as an empath. They're very gifted soulful beautiful oh yeah. you know that sort of thing so um, that's the rainbow children and also because the 2000s were sort of marked by like 9-11 the war on terror you know the creation of the department of homeland security you know all that stuff um there's this ideology or this idea that came through the the u.s was no longer safe right i mean you know mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. you know gen z's that was the evidence they were showing yes yes well shit started popping off in our country when before, you know, the biggest terrorist mm-hmm. attack was Timothy McVeigh in Oklahoma city. You know what I mean? And that right. was a homegrown, you know, he was a homegrown, you know, douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gen Z's are very, very sensitive and very socially focused. Um, you know, most of them won't remember a time before, um, you know, Obama's presidency. Mm-hmm. They won't remember thing before that because the other, they're also born with the internet. They were born with the internet, right. With multiple digital platforms as opposed to any other generation. Yeah. That's what they come with. And they just come with more sensitivity, more compassion. They're very community focused, very change oriented, very much. Yes. I see that. Yeah. When we look back in history, Gen Z will be the most ethnically and racially diverse generation in history. Okay. And they are largely consisting of children of Gen Xers who are the largest immigrant generation 
per capita in the 20th century. This, my friends, is what scares the white male supremacist patriarchy. Gen Zs are the largest immigrant generation. And that's why right now we're struggling so much with supremacy. It's coming to the surface because these men understand that that uh, the white majority is slowly being changed um, to, mm-hmm. again, the most ethnically and racially diverse generation. And that scares them yes. because it takes away their power because they understand it's what the Republicans are struggling with right now. Yeah. We can't yeah. continue this way without riling up people and t- making them afraid of brown and black people because mm-hmm. we will never win. Instead of saying, listen, we're not going to win, so we're going to change our policies. We're going to make them more inclusive. We're going to appeal to, you know, now all ethnic and racial, you know, instead of saying that, they're like, fuck that. We're going to keep in power. So we're going to create racial wars. That's, that's what the problem is. That's what's happening. So that's why I say the MAGA Gen Xers are quote unquote, holding their unconscious or subconscious grid in place because they're doing it because they need to, we need to have MAGA people in order for the other souls, the souls that did sign up, and we'll talk about that a little bit uh, further um, down, souls that did sign up and say, yeah, I'm going to go through the awakening process, the ascension process here. Mm-hmm. But in order for them to go through the ascension process, there has to be that duality. So that's what MAGA people are. Yeah. It, yeah. It's uh, as above, so as below, above, right? And so it's the balance. Below. It's for, yeah, it's for... It, it's polarity. It's, it's polarity. Part of the world we That's live exactly in. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And there's a lot, and this has already been, you know, we've already been talking for like an hour 16, so I won't get into all of it. I'm just going to touch on the really important things though, because it's, it's okay. good, important points. Um, all right. So the last um, generation out there is the gen alpha and born from, you know, 2013, you know, or just recently, um, you know, um, through 2025, anybody born through 2025, they'll be in the one to 10 age range. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this generation will care more about humanity and the earth's issues than all of those before them. Um, yeah. They w- are the generation who will pave the road for true, true equality and harmony. These um, children will have soul origins from the more advanced star systems in the universe, such as Arcturus or Pleiades. Um, They also, you know, because they share their birth years with things like the iPad, the video doorbell, facial recognition, streaming services, AI, they're going to be the most digital savvy generation. They're going to be focused on family and future. Um, They're climate advocates. They're passionate about inclusivity. Um, passionate about inclusivity and they believe it's important to see all types of people in all types of roles, occupations, and positions of leadership and power, which again is what scares, you know, the old white patriarchy. Um, they are the foot yeah. soldiers who will truly pave the way for diversity and equity inclusion. Um, Generation Alpha also is the first of its kind and they, they're determined. They're like, yeah, no, this is what we're going to do. So they're going to save the world. They really are. Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that are supposed to make the most amount of change yeah. generationally. Yeah. Especially so we'll politically. We'll be like, look at them. Look at them go. Um, that's yeah. especially politically. And that's why I said, you know, uh, you know, we can build the wall, but, you know, Gen Alpha, you know, and the this other generations, you know, Gen yeah. Z, you're just going to tear it down. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But really quickly, now that we know a little bit more about each generation, I want to talk about, you know, their help with actual ascension. Okay, so first off, what is ascension? Um, that's mm-hmm. the path of those who are choosing to consciously evolve into a higher level of consciousness in order to expand into a, a brand new experience, a brand new experience on life. It's called spiritual ascension, spiritual awakening. It's the process of shedding the self, the old self, and experiencing this sort of inner rebirth. Okay. Um, it's also about yeah. merging with your higher self, um, transcending, you know, old beliefs and all that stuff. Um, there's two types of ascension. There's collective ascension and there's individual ascension. Um, Collective ascension takes place with the collective and usually happens at the level of like soul group, soul family, um, you know, all of that stuff. Not everybody who is awakening or ascending or ascending at the same time. So since the earth is going through a major collective ascension, which is really unprecedented, it really is. Mm -hmm. Some souls opt out in order to hold the grid for those currently awakening. So these souls have chosen to awaken and ascend at some point in the future for a couple of different reasons. So Hmm. in order to ascend, a soul needs to be willing to address and heal any traumatizing past events on earth, right? And this is why anyone who is unwilling to heal their shit then takes on the role of holding the grid in place so those hoping, willing, and planning to heal are able to experience that polarity that you talked about earlier, um, specific circumstances, right? Um, so, and then holding the grid, what that means is just, um, you know, we've got two grids. We've got the, I'll just call it the ignorant grid, <laughs> the ignorant <laughs> grid or the unawakened grid, the un- the DeSantis yeah. Trump grid, um, and then we right. have the ascension grid. Um, and so those mm-hmm. two grids are the two different polarities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other individual ascension, it takes place with the higher self of soul is ready, even if nobody else is ascending simultaneously. And that's when, you know, individuals awaken. And that's why we might feel very sad and alone. And people are like, I need to find my tribe. I need to find my people because I don't feel like I have anybody to talk to. Uh, about this, right? right? And that's what's happening is, um, you know, individual ascension. Um, But individual ascension, like in your case, you also then open the door for others to follow you because individual ascension or people that ascend individually also become teachers, you know, uh, mentors, leaders, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, And I think that has to do with even just like bringing an awareness to other people because some people Mm -hmm. have never even like had the thought, right? Or mm-hmm. they're just kind of going through their day to day and and never really taking the time to question their existence. Yep. <laughs> like what the fuck am I doing here? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Until they see someone else who's like, you know, maybe mention something or whatever and it makes them curious and then, you know, it, it starts something for them. You never know. You never know what kind of seed you will end up planting in another person. Yeah that's a star children or a light worker or, you know, um, or even a star seed, right. Can like plant that soul. I mean, cause we all have moments when we look back and we're like, that was the moment that things really changed for me when it comes to like yeah. spiritual ascension or spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just to wrap all this up, that's pretty much everything that I know about the role we specific play, we, we specifically play, you know, as mm-hmm. different generations. But the thing is, is that Ultimately, humans, we all have a soul purpose, every single one of us. And if we connect a little bit more deeply 
consciously with our own truth, we're going to feel that purpose a lot more clearly. And um, while we certainly learn from people who walk a little bit ahead of us, right? Those leaders, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we really yeah. have to do our own work um, because only know, right. we know what we need in order to, you know, thrive as a human, you know, and ascend yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. That's as, you know, as each generation sort of plays their own role individually, it's important for everybody to understand, you know, what their purpose is, even the unawoke, even the yeah. unwoke. Yeah. Yeah. Because as much as we think they're, you know, stupid, the like the rioters and people like the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and stuff, they also yeah, really yeah. truly believe in their 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 purpose. And it doesn't condone it because they're they're they believe in hate. Um, but that depth of passion is why they're holding the grid. And so they're actually really truly living out their life purpose, even if, you know, we don't agree with it. Even if it's deeply rooted in fear. Mm. Yes. But Even but it's, it's uh, that is right. It's fear is the opposite of love. It is, it is right, and it and, and that's is. all it is is people living so strongly in their fear, fear of change, fear of others, fear of losing you know whatever it is that they have, mm-hmm. but fear nonetheless. And that's that's what that's what drives them. That's what drives the yeah. the hatred and and all the other stuff. Um, and then so yes. so how do we combat it? Is okay. I'm not gonna go tell you to go love an oath keeper, but right. you know you love yourself and you love the people close to you. And I think there's if you want like some scientific addition to that, like the Maharishi effect, right? That right. this is like an actual science experiment Spread where love. people meditated. Yeah, it's spread it without them going out and talking to anyone touching it nothing like being directly involved with people but just by sitting in a room and meditating for x amount of time it reduced the crime rate in the area and like and, and this is a thing that it, it happens and it's and it just has a it's the vibrational energy that you're putting out into the world 100%. and so it all starts with you it, it really does it, it really does and you know that is a beautiful thing and it's been happening for a while. You know, we can and we can give mm-hmm. credit to the boomers, the scout boomers, the hippies of the 70s that started this, you know, make love not war type yeah. of energy, but this also is what it's this is how long it's taken it took Trump to come into office to, you know, for right. for these to empower these other people because he's not the brainchild. He's just he he he's he's not that no, smart, right? But other people no. are like this is who we need because he he's can sow proxy. hatred. So he's sowing the opposite of of love. He's sowing the hatred, mm-hmm. but what they're doing is they're really just sowing fear and they're saying your way of life is in jeopardy because of these brown uh-huh. people and because of yeah. the gay people and because of trans people mm-hmm. and because of it's all mm-hmm. fear-based and so and right. it works. They get their claws into these people and it works. Yeah. And it's really really yeah. sad because um they they just fight against their own self-interests. Um they really yeah. do. So um but anyway, so that's as, as star children and, and light workers and all that stuff, that's, that's what each generation is responsible for, how they're, how they're here to help. Yeah. And I would say my, my advice to just sign us off is if anyone tells you to be afraid of something, I would question that. Yeah. Right. Like why start with that? Why? Yeah. Because a lot of times when, when they're asked, well, why do you think like that? They they really, they either repeat talking points and they repeat them poorly because they don't really know what they mm-hmm. fucking heard. No. Um, or mm-hmm. they, um, you know, or they don't. They're like, I'm not going to tell you. You go look it up yourself. You know why. You know the truth. Oh, yeah. You, but yes, you I know research. the truth. But do you? 
All right. Well, I love that topic. Yeah, I know we could talk about it all night, really. If uh, seriously, if it wasn't <laughs> such a such a long one. Well, friends, that means it's time to say goodbye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it on your stories. That is the best way um, to help us get seen by sharing it on your stories. Um, subscribe, leave us a review, um, you know, even send us an email so we can like use that to create some marketing just to fun, you know, to get out there. Um, it helps our podcast grow and it helps us, you know, bring you these weekly episodes. Uh, I want to do a really quick shout out to Dre. She's been leaving us some wonderful uh, comments and stuff and feedback on our Instagram post. And we just really appreciate you. Aw, thank you, Audrey. Yeah, thank you. Yay. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do, especially boomers. <laughs> Bye.